Welcome to Pivotal. I'm Hayat Gallo, Corporate Vice President for Commercial Solution Areas at Microsoft. I work with customers around the globe to transform their business through technology. At the center of every transformation are people who give technology its purpose. They are the ones who spark visionary ideas for leveraging technology. And they have the drive to push them forward for their business while empowering others. We like to talk about technology. I love to talk about it. And we often forget the heroes behind technology and transformations. You, we forget you. And that's what I want to talk about through Pivotal. I'm really excited for today's story. We're talking with Julie Klukic, who founded a nonprofit, Team for Tech, based in Silicon Valley. Team for Tech brings technology programs to schools in the developing world with a aim to expand quality education for under-resourced learners. We'll also meet Théophile Abillambert, who runs the Gashora Girls Academy of Science and Technology in Rwanda, a country in East Africa. We learn how he leveraged a partnership with Team for Tech to not only grow the usage of technology in his school, but also to help the Rwanda government to scale technology and education across the country. We start with the origins of Julie's passion for education. Growing up, I moved 10 times, you know, between preschool and finishing high school. And for me, access to quality education was always that common thread that I sort of latched onto. And I found kind of purpose and and security and hope in quality education and, you know, being able to sort of feel supported by teachers in, in reaching my you know, potential as a learner. So I think I took that with me when I, you know, had the opportunity to attend the best universities in the entire world. I felt so lucky. And I think I also realized how tenuous that is, that not everyone has access to that and that, you know, you find talented, motivated learners everywhere. And it just became a real passion of mine to try to connect, make sure everyone had at least a chance to realize their potential. Julie's career took many turns, but it was her experience through a nonprofit teaching at a remote school in Guatemala that really opened her eyes to the need in many under-resourced places. Up until a year before, the students in that entire region had not had a local secondary school option. Many of them just stopped at eighth grade. And I had an opportunity to teach there and bring in technology for the first time, set up a computer lab. And it was really transformative for me to see the power that, that just education had in opening so many doors for those students. After that experience... Julie moved into public sector. I worked in international development at the World Bank and, you know, was able to kind of go deep in the research around how quality education can help to uh, reduce inequality and lead to probably the most profound outcomes in terms of combating intergenerational poverty. Julie then moved back to San Francisco to work for Intel. I um, came back home to the San Francisco Bay Area where I had grown up and I went to work in the private sector. 
to see how we could bring technology to bear on international development and education. And so I worked for 10 years at Intel on our education and social impact programs, which were all around helping teachers learn how to use technology to advance a more student-centered style of learning, where those students would be able to develop the skills they need to get high-quality jobs, like creative problem-solving, critical thinking, collaboration, and communication. It was then that the Venn diagram came together for her. She saw the possibility to connect students globally with technology tools that would facilitate their success and also bring the talented tech workforce in the Bay Area to help. And so it was sort of a light bulb that went off for me that, hey, you know, in tech now, employees are craving this type of opportunity to see how their work can make a difference. And most people who work in tech have arrived to where they are because they had access to quality education. And so I think there's a real passion and hunger for extending quality education to, to learners everywhere. So based on that pilot opportunity of the Intel Education Service Corps, I left Intel and I co-founded Team for Tech as sort of a platform agnostic, human-centered design approach to helping these nonprofits amplify their impact in education through technology integration. Team for Tech brings technology to teachers and students all over the world, from preschools in Kenya to orphanages in Vietnam and the secondary school in Rwanda. They focus mostly on training the trainers, meaning they work directly with staff at local schools and nonprofits in these countries. Depending on the need, they can bring hardware, software, and even volunteers from tech companies who want to use their expertise for a good cause. Julie spoke at length about one particular project. The Gashora Girls Academy for Science and Technology, uh, based in Kigali, Rwanda. It's a remarkable school. They take the top two girls from each department in Rwanda and bring them to this secondary school for four years. And these girls go on to the best universities in the entire world. And this school uses Microsoft Suite. Uh, our projects there started with, you know, helping the teachers feel confident using all of the Microsoft productivity tools, using projectors to engage students with the content. And now what happened in Rwanda is that the government has um, distributed laptops and Microsoft Microsoft software to all of the government schools to make them, it's called the Smart Schools Project, but the teachers don't always know how to use them. So because we've worked with Gashora now for four years, Gashora has been become a leader in training teachers in all of these government schools how to use Microsoft software and the computers to engage students with the technology. So I was very curious to hear more about the Goshora Girls Academy from someone on the ground in Kigali, Rwanda. Théophile Abiyambert, deputy head of school and director of academics at Goshora Girls Academy, is a key person in this story. He tells us more about the program at his school and why it is so important to focus specifically on STEM education for girls especially given Rwanda's tragic experience nearly three decades ago. The history of Rwanda is different because of uh, 1994 genocide against the Tutsi. And uh, since a long time ago, uh, girls' education was somehow undermined. That's why we're seeing a very big gap between boys and girls when it comes to STEM subjects. So I decided to give my contribution as a scientist because I did science with education. So I wanted to be in the right place and give my contribution. 
contribution to Gaza education so that we can bridge that gap between girls and boys. Teofield's exploration of new technologies in the classroom actually started with a trip to Seattle. All the changes started with 2017. Before 2017, I got a chance to have a tour in some schools in the U.S. because I wanted to learn how they are using technology. So my IT manager and I went to Seattle and we had visits in different six schools. We spent three weeks there seeing how teachers and students are interacting, seeing how they are using computers, seeing the platform, seeing the projects students are working on. And then when we came back November, end of November 2016, so we made a proposal to our board members and we were like, you know, we need to have huge transformations in terms of, you know, the devices for teachers, computers, for example, projectors in the classrooms. So when we came, so we came with all those projectors and surfaces for the teachers and then we turned our blackboards into whiteboards so we learned we brought those computers we distributed them to the teachers and then before starting the following academic year so we had a kind of a retreat so we moved away from our school we went somewhere and we spent the whole week together and then the focus was about digitizing you know a few topics telling them how that transition is, go is going to look like. So that's how the journey started with infrastructures. That's number one. Number two, we're like, okay, now we have infrastructures. How about teacher professional development? So how are we going to make sure that teachers have the platforms they need? So that's why we started working with Team for Tech. So they trained our teachers and our teachers were able to digitize their notes, to go through all those platforms. Even the students were trained. Basically, I can say that the major changes started with 2017. Just having technology infrastructure is just not enough. You need to enable and inspire people to have the will and knowledge to use it. The ultimate purpose of technology is to help people, but you often have to get their buy-in first. And I'm sure if you've been listening to other of our podcasts, you're noticing a pattern here. We always have to have somebody behind the technology and then you have to enroll the collaboration of either the local community or the teams so that the technology can be deployed and embraced at scale. We started with growth mindset because when you bring such new changes, you need to make sure that the people really understand the rationale behind. So with the growth mindset, I think the transition was really smooth. What we tried is to go about it slowly by explaining the rationale behind it because the students we are training, they are in 21st century, and there, there are skills needed in this 21st century. I read somewhere that, you know, in the future, most of the jobs are going to need these people who are ICT literate. So if you don't know technology, then you're likely not to, to perform well. So we're mindful about that, and we're like, since we are training to reach their highest potential, how do we grab all the opportunities to help them live in 21st century? Yeah. With their hearts and minds engaged, Gashura Girls Academy was ready to bring in Team for Tech to accelerate the trainings. Team for Tech actually was like our savior when it comes to technology. I remember when they came, we started with Office 365 because we are lucky because all our teachers have Microsoft accounts. Our students also have Microsoft accounts. And then we're like, oh, since everyone can have access, 
let's go through the platforms like you know how do you use this office 365 what are the features that you can use when you are preparing a lesson what are the features you can use when you are collaborating with the students and what are the features you can use when you are assessing uh, students so when team for tech came so they helped us to go through those platforms like you know one note Yama uh, teams and so on and so forth. So um, what we did again, they trained the teachers, but they also had time with the students because we have mentors. We, I can call them like master trainers from the teachers. We do have a group of five master trainers. So when Team for Tech left, they continued where they stopped from. Yeah, but it was really a great foundation. It's interesting to think about the massive adjustment this must have been for everyone involved, especially seasoned teachers accustomed to using more traditional teaching methods. When we work in the tech industry, we often take our access to technology for granted. For Gashora Girls Academy, moving an entire education system into the 21st century was no small task. For many teachers, it was their first time using a computer. As we've seen in story after story, when there is a strategy for adoption, there is a greater chance for success. Some of them struggled, struggled a lot. With the growth mindset, we're like, you know, students will not laugh at you. They know that we have brought these major changes. So you're learning with the students. You, you, you should not be ashamed and be like, oh, students are going to laugh at me. No, no, no. So that's why we started with the growth mindset. We prepared them, but we knew that most of them were going to struggle. That's why we created this kind of mentorship program one-on-one -on -one sessions, especially for those who are struggling. Although it was a steep learning curve for many teachers, the students eagerly embraced the tools in access. Students were so excited. When we came back, we tried to teach them what we call computer minor. In computer, it's a, it's a subject we introduced for them to be used to a computer, to be used to those platforms. Because when teachers send notes or assignments or a homework, so they have to access it. So how do they access it? You have to train them on how to, to use that computer, how to go about it. So they were so excited because even during the holidays, they were reading, those who have devices, because all the information was there on Teams, so they were so excited. In fact, the challenge for the girls was that they needed to plan for when they could use the computer lab because there was only one computer for every three girls. The reaction was like, oh, you know, we don't have enough computers because we're like, no, 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 how everyone is going to get, you know, access to the computer because everyone will be fighting to get notes from the computer, for example, and we don't have enough computers. So when teachers give us online, you know, assessment, for example, you know, sometimes internet is slow. How are you going to solve that? Of course, the issue was all about infrastructures, especially computers, the number of computers and internet. So what we do, we open our computer labs from 6 a.m. and then we close 10 p.m. What does that mean? When students are having preps, they have access both morning prep and evening prep. When students have what you call open hours, let's say they don't have a class, say a given period, so the computers are open for them. On weekends, Saturday, Sunday, computers are open all the time. So basically, they have seen that it's no longer a challenge. It's all about using your time well. Because when other students are in classes, you are free, computers are there, use them. And of course, our teachers are also flexible. 
When you give an online assessment, for example, you don't tell them tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. You have to be flexible and be like, okay, maybe after three days, everyone will have got access on the computer. So that was the challenge, but we found a way. So yeah, it's no longer a challenge. The teachers became so comfortable with the new technology that they're now super users. Geshore's experience also became invaluable when they started supporting a countrywide effort to scale IT education in school, using many of the same training strategy they received from Team for Tech. It's really saving our time because imagine in the, in the past, teachers were spending much time writing on the blackboards. But now because you have your PowerPoint presentation with the key points, because notes are saved somewhere and they can be accessed by students anytime. So most of the time, students are discussing instead of copying notes from the blackboard, you can see. So now, after seeing that it's really amazing, that's how we started the idea of training other teachers across the country. Because Rwanda is trying to be a knowledge-based economy country. So what does that mean? Education needs to change. The way we teach has to change. So the traditional ways of teaching they have to, to, to disappear, basically. So our contribution now, we are proud because we are now helping other teachers to use the same platforms. And the Ministry of Education and the Rwanda Basic Education Board here, they are very happy because we are now helping them to achieve their mission. We want to see the impact of what we are doing. So far, last year, 2021, we trained 177 teachers from different districts in the country so when we made a school visit, because when we train them, it doesn't stop from there. We go in their respective schools to see how they implemented the project. So when we go there, we, we see a bigger impact because they go back and they train their fellow teachers. Now, when they train their fellow teachers, of course, the students benefit. So far, 177 teachers that we trained, they have also trained 1,005 teachers across the country. This year, 2022, summer break, we trained 132 teachers. So we had our first school visits in the last two weeks, and they are also doing amazing. Next year, we are planning to train the rest of the teachers because our mandate is to train 435 in total. But we do believe that even the Ministry of Education will request us to continue because they have seen that the project is really working well, yeah. The teachers and students in Geshura Girls Academy had already been working with Team for Tech for three years when COVID hit. And suddenly, all the benefits of technology literacy became instantly critical for continuing their education remotely. Because we've seen that for many companies, you don't deploy technology when you're hit by a disaster. You want to be ahead of the curve so that you can have this ability to respond with agility. When COVID hit, that's when everyone saw the importance of all those changes that happened. I'm telling you, everyone was like, you guys, it's as if you knew COVID was going to come. <laughs> because by the time COVID hit, for us, the transition was really smooth. I remember we closed in March 2020. We spent around seven to nine months at home, but our classes did not stop because students had access. The only issue was about uh, some families which could not afford, you know, having, let's say, smartphones 
or the computers, but we tried our best to find out from all the families. And those who did not have uh, devices, we tried to uh, sponsor them. So we're sending them even uh, monthly internet bundles. Yeah, we did not want anyone to just stay behind. Yeah, but everyone was like, guys, it's as if you knew that COVID was going to, to come. Yeah, it helped us so much because all the information, you know, that was after, after three years, right? Because we started 2017, then 2020. So every teacher had digitized, you know, their notes. So everything was ready on Teams. Yeah. It's pretty impressive to see Théophile and the Geshera Girls Academy being so ahead of the curve. And actually, it's an example that we may want to think about for every educational system and take this as a role model for all of us. Teaching is changing people's lives. What I like the most is uh, I'm always happy when uh, I deal with the young people. And then after five years, I see them working outside there. Some of them are medical doctors. Some of them are engineers. So when I see them, when I see their contributions in the society, I feel proud. To be honest, it's a, it's a profession that I have the most because without education, I don't think people can really do what they are doing. And especially when you're dealing with the girls and you see them, you know, performing very well at national level, the, the continental level. So we do have students all over the place in 24 different countries across the world. So isn't that amazing? It's incredible to see the spark that technology can create for children and how the exposure to computer and software can transform the opportunities they have and set them on a different life path. Julie echoes Theophile's reflection on student enthusiasm. Just to start getting access to the computer lab, you know, 30 minutes a day, twice a week. A hundred kids will be gathered around that computer lab, looking through the windows, trying to get access. And they're so excited when they do. And for me, what is most meaningful is when we hear from, you know, students who have finished secondary school and then have been able to go on to university and they tell us, Hey, when I showed up that first day and the professor said, okay, you're going to get into a group and you're going to work with your teammates and you're going to do this project and then you're going to send me the file and all of those basic skills that, you know, most of us take for granted. Like I showed up and I felt confident and I knew how to do that. And, you know, that is what we're trying to enable is that, you know, everyone has the skills that they can go in and apply for a job or, you know, go to university and, you know, be able to interact with the other students. Ultimately, the change that we are trying to enable is that those learners graduate feeling confident to go on and study whatever they want to study. But I should say it doesn't stop there because our theory of change, you know, when we first started and we were working with these NGOs, to be honest, we would hear like, oh, that's nice. But, you know, there are, you know, 250 million students around the world who are not learning, you know, basic reading or math by, you know, age 10, even though more than half of them are in school. So that's great that you're working with 50 of these nonprofits, but, you know, how are you really affecting change at scale? And we thought hard about, okay, who are the nonprofits that we're working with and we're supporting and do they have potential to scale? And, and so our theory of change is that if we work with them for three, five, even seven years, sometimes, if there is a solution that has prove it effective, will they be in a position to lead in their national education ecosystem? Team for Tech's investment in Geshura Girls Academy has indeed scaled. It's been a snowball effect. They started only training the teachers at Geshura. 
Then those Geshura teachers trained hundreds of other teachers in different districts. And those teachers ended up training thousands more. If you put that impact together, that is tens of thousands of students across Rwanda. My philosophy of leadership is just like continue to stay focused on the North Star. And we say all the time that our North Star is about helping these nonprofits who are doing such great work in their communities around education, helping them amplify their impact for learners by giving them the tools and the funding that they need to to really maximize the the return on investment, you know, in the form of learner outcomes. And so, you know, yes, our our model is a bit complex and that there are many stakeholders. There are, you know, companies sponsoring the work. There are employees, you know, helping as volunteers. There are donors who are contributing to support the technology grants that we give to these nonprofits. But we say all the time as a team that, you know, nonprofit impact is our North Star. And so as much as everything is changing around us, let's just stay nimble and, you know, adjust as we need to so that we are maximizing impact for the nonprofits. As for what's next for Team for Tech, we want to be available 24-7. It's not enough to just kind of do one pro bono consulting project and then, you know, plan and do the next one the next year. And so we have launched regional hubs with people on the ground 24-7, checking in at least monthly with all of our nonprofit partners about how things are going, how they can help. So. We have two people in Nairobi now. We have one person in India and we're starting a hub in Latin America in 2023. So that's a big piece of kind of catalyzing knowledge exchange across our partners at the regional level. I just love this story. One school who had this cascading positive impact on the education system across Rwanda, helping to contribute to their goal of being a thought-based economy. What a story. What a journey. Education does not happen in a vacuum. At this point, the reality of the education landscape in 2023 is that access to technology is a central component to any curriculum. And it's crucial for students to be competitive in applying to university and to succeed and thrive in a professional career. Many of us take computer fluency and productivity tools for granted. Attaching a file in an email, sharing notes via Teams, or creating a PowerPoint. We often forget that billions of people have never been exposed to a computer or have never used productivity tools to teach, learn, or work. Exposing students and children to these tech and productivity tools is critical for their future success. And we're trying to constantly find ways to expand technology and increase the reach to communities around the world. Team for Tech is tackling this disparity, but doing so in a human-centered way based on what the local community needs to adopt and then scale the technology to more people. I love the fact that they know it's never one size fits all. In the end, it's about the humans and giving them agency to decide what they need. This is how you effectively scale. I'm so inspired by Julie's work for Team for Tech. And Teo feels leadership with the Gashurai Girls Academy. And I look forward to learning more from them as we develop technology solutions from our own diverse array of customers globally. Thank you for listening to Pivotal. I'd love to hear your story and your Pivotal moment. So don't hesitate to follow me and share on LinkedIn. Audience information is also available in the show notes. 
Our show is produced by Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. Special thanks to Lin Yang and our partners at We Communications.